All right, in this video, I'm going to react to somebody called Mark Tilbury. I actually haven't heard about him just until I got a request to make this reaction video. And so the video I'm reacting to is seven very difficult side hustles to avoid. So apparently I heard that this guy is very successful. So I'll just show my candid reactions and go from there. I started my first side hustle and became a millionaire overnight. This couldn't be further from the truth. Most side hustles that the gurus talk about won't make you rich and a lot of them should be avoided at all costs. Believe me, I've tried so many different side hustles before finally escaping my nine to five job and becoming a millionaire in my twenties. Nice. I now own multiple million dollar businesses. So this video comes from experience. So not only am I gonna expose the top seven side hustles to avoid, I'm also going to reveal how you can actually be successful with some clever tweaks. So number seven is e-commerce. I'm sure you've all seen those TikTok videos where people claim to have got rich from selling Christmas notes on Amazon. It might. So I actually know somebody in their 20s that made, I think, over $100 million revenue from e-commerce. Uh, but that being said, I'm not trying to look for exceptions to what he's saying. I mean, the guy, the guy knows what he's talking about here, but I'm just saying that I actually have witnessed people do it and I've seen them do it through YouTube uh, and selling uh, products that way. But I personally don't know anything about e-commerce. Uh, I'm just saying that maybe look at the context behind what he's saying as opposed to all or nothing black and white. But well, let's listen. I seem like a walk in the park, but behind all the flashy success stories you see online, it can be an extremely tough game. Honestly, I think the number one issue here is customer data. This is the ability to know your customers' purchasing habits. This specific type of data is a game changer. Hmm. Knowing this information allows you to build a much stronger returning customer base as you can market to them again and again at almost no cost. If a huge corporation like Amazon owns all of your customer data, then who's to say they can't use this to push you out and start selling a product like yours? Speaking of being powerless, there was a time when I got banned from one of these internet giants myself. A few years back, I listed some craft knives on my RC model business and they got taken down. I was told that I've broken their terms and conditions for a little... Okay, so I think I understand more of what he's saying. So because the, the guy that I know, he didn't depend on Amazon to do his e-commerce because he said e-commerce and then, but really what he's saying is over-dependence on one person. And I agree with that completely because the person I'm referring to before, the person who made $100 million of revenue, I mean, they didn't depend exclusively on Amazon and they actually knew their customers really well because they partnered with YouTubers who knew their subscribers really well. So this makes a lot of sense. And even me, as I run raises.com, I'm noticing that I have to know who I'm working with. I have to know them intimately and everything that's going on in their world and become one of them. So yeah, knowing your customer is everything. So. Craft knife, I know, how ridiculous. And as a punishment, they banned me from listing any new items for an entire month. So should we completely forget about Amazon and eBay? Well, it might surprise you to hear that I actually do sell on eBay. This is my warehouse, but why sell on eBay? So this goes back to seeing things as black and white because now he's telling you the exception to the rule. After I've just said third-party platforms are not a good idea. Well, I only do it to draw attention to my brand. I see it more as a marketing tool and use it to funnel as many people to my website as possible. A little trick I use to achieve this is by having my staff include business brochures with every order we sell on a third-party platform. These brochures contain a discount code that customers can use on my website. By doing this, you can redirect these customers to your website where you play by your own rules and you regain that control. But number six is an even bigger trap. Really? That's a really good idea because, yeah, because... Uh using hype to get attention and then actually giving them the result, that's, that's a good idea. 
let's say, the ultimate path oh. of passive income, earning an extra yearly salary effortlessly, and riding that relaxing wave to financial freedom. Absolute nonsense. Well, coming from someone who owns multiple properties, I can promise you it's not that easy. First off, to even purchase a property, you need a significant amount of money. It's highly illiquid. You'll have a large chunk of your money. I, I agree. Well, I mean, people watching our raises.com stuff, more than half of them are in real estate. So yeah, I can attest that it's never completely passive unless you're potentially a limited partner. If you're not a limited partner, it's usually not as passive. And even if you're a limited partner, you still have to do a lot of, a lot of research, which takes a lot of energy. You tied up, which you're unable to use, and you must be prepared for that. Even if you What's the difference between- Just skipping this ad. Selling on a marketplace and selling with Shopify? When you build a store- You can afford to buy a property. It will typically require ongoing expenses like tax and insurance, not to mention the maintenance. I'm sure many of you have lived or currently live in student housing. Just consider the damage that it's caused over a year and how many times the handyman is called in to fix yet another. So it, it makes sense. But again, like if you're a limited partner, it's a bit different. I think the real issue is more the interest rates and watching that because some people get priced out of their profitability if the interest rates hit a certain level. A gold shower. This house behind me is one of my single family rental properties. Stunning, even though I do say so myself, but it hasn't always been that way. Honestly, it took me about four years to make this house worthwhile. Check out tiling on the roof up there. It looks decent, right? Well, that's because I had to refit them. One of the ridge tiles fell off, which caused the wind to blow down many more. And at the time, I decided to do the job myself, thinking, how hard can it be? But then I realized how high a roof on a two-story building is. I'm not even afraid of heights, but it's extremely difficult to lay tiles when you're 26 foot up a ladder and sh Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, he could get a management company. Like, if he, he could get a, uh, um, a property manager though and then split revenue with them but then the issue is like would it be profitable in doing that and then they could probably take some of the burden off of his head shaky with fear it feels like being on one of those mr beast videos the frustrating part is that if i'd have found out when that first pile had fallen off i could have saved a lot of money and fixed that problem immediately i've been very lucky that my tenants have always paid on time but this isn't the case for everyone so ask yourself is it worth it look despite i agree on the tenant thing uh, especially if you're in a not a tenant friendly or landlord friendly place so make sure you go to a landlord-friendly place. All the chaos that comes with real estate, I'm still very passionate about it. I usually aim to keep a good 15% of my annual rental money aside, which protects me against some of the issues we've discussed along the way. Ultimately, it's a great way to build long-term wealth. So when you have enough money to tie up into an investment property, then it can be a good idea, but it's definitely not a side hustle. Saying this, I can't actually believe how many people fall for number five day trading. Right, imagine waking up at 5am armed with a protein shaker ready to take on the financial market. The day begins with one simple premise. All you have to do is sit with your laptop following charts and boom, you've made a profit. This is the illusion that fake gurus put out on social media and I can confirm that this is one daring adventure where profits can be lost in the blink of an eye. Believe it or not, I've tried trading myself and you want to know how long I lasted? Eight months, not even a year. One of my shares, boom. I agree. I, I know somebody that uh, traded with Merrill Lynch and he traded billions of dollars and made one time they made a billion dollar bonus. It's definitely not a, I mean, obviously that's at a high level, but it's obviously not a passive thing. Again, I think it's passive if, you, if you're a limited partner and then you invest in somebody else's hedge fund, that's more passive. But the active part is you still have to spend your mental energy doing research and due diligence. Uh, I personally haven't done any day trading to that extent, but uh, yeah, it's definitely not, not a passive thing. 
because I wasn't online enough to monitor its progress, resulting in a loss of money. I'm grateful that I didn't have a significant amount invested, as a large sum could have sunk me at the time. The biggest issue I have with online trading is a fake guru selling signals to unsuspecting people that don't know any better. The pictures you- Yep, I agree to that. The signal thing is really like a pump and dump, and there are a lot of that in the public markets, unfortunately. Just do what they tell you, and you'll be rich. But you have to ask yourself, if they actually know how to beat the market, then why would they be making most of their money from selling these signals instead of from trading themselves? Ultimately, to start trading, you need to have a decent amount of money and be in a financial position where potential losses will not see. The best way to make money online is not affiliate marketing. It's not Amazon FBA, it's not Shopify dropshipping, it's not building... Just an ad. ...significantly affect you. I know this is usually the point where I tell you how to make this side hustle success, but to be honest with you, unless you're going to dedicate your life to it, then I don't see how day trading is going to work out for you. AI will be far better at spotting patterns than any human brain, so I think the days of even the best human traders are pretty limited. Number four, low-skill service-based businesses are probably the most common side hustle shared in those top 10 side hustle videos on YouTube. I kind of agree. Um, you know, this will be replaced by AI really shortly. You've probably heard them talking about getting paid to complete online surveys and for writing video captions. The harsh truth is when it comes to a low-skilled service-based business, it doesn't matter who you are or where you've come from. Low-skilled, quote-unquote, low-skilled services is best things to hire virtual assistants or, in other words, administrative assistants from the Philippines or even Mexico, Colombia, El Salvador, whatever. It's best to get them to do that type of, that type of work. Um, and then, yeah, don't think that this is a good way to build income. I totally agree. You're valued purely on the quality of the service you provide. Those typical barriers like age and experience become a thing of the past. So as long as there's an internet connection, anyone, anywhere in the world can compete with you. It's important to remember that this includes kids and people in less economically developed countries. So this is going to drive down the amount that you can charge. I mean, look around. AI is slowly integrating itself into many areas within society. Who's to say it won't take over some service-based businesses? AI is advancing by the day and it's already replaced the role of a caption creator. I have a feeling that the days of copywriting and certain services might be numbered. If you're considering starting a service-based business, remember that even if you're earning a decent amount of money you're still tied down by time it's not all doom and gloom you just need to make sure that you start a service-based business that is not only successful but also yeah i think it's tied down by time unless it's technology enabled so i think people need to add technology enabled to service-based businesses so that it you productize your service so that you don't depend on only time money output Scalable. Video editing is a great example of this, as it allows you to establish an agency-style business. This way you can avoid being limited to manual work. Remember, life is short, so make sure you're the one in control of the stopwatch. When people learn about number three, dropshipping, they often say things like, wait a minute, I don't have to handle inventory or make my own products. I can just have a supplier in China ship a product to my customers, and all I need to do is run a few Facebook ads, meaning I can make money from anywhere in the world. Sign me up. If only this was true, as dropshipping often involves shipping from abroad, it means items take ages to arrive. A few years ago, this was the norm for me. Yeah, so this is kind of like that guy I know who made $100 million in revenue um, and was on the Forbes list and everything. And yeah, he, like there are some complaints about the amount of time it takes to deliver. Mind waiting a week and a half for my orders, but now, well, I expect them the next day. We're all used to that next day quick delivery option, so I'm not sure how many people will still have the patience to wait. This will lead to a lot of chargebacks as people get very frustrated. On top of this, one of the biggest headaches with dropshipping is the quality of the products. They can be all over the place. As sellers, you have restricted access to quality control, which can leave you with very unhappy customers. It's not impossible to be a successful dropshipper, though. You can use a local warehouse to fix shipping issues, and you can do something called white label, meaning you can start putting your own brand on the product you sell. This will help you stand out in a very 
competitive market. I see white label drop shipping as a worthwhile side hustle and a low risk method to generate income. It's also excellent for testing ideas before fully committing to big orders. But this doesn't fix your quality issues as you don't have any control over the manufacturer fulfillment process. Once I visited a factory where I was told the products were of great value and high quality. While the qualities of the products were indeed very good, the state of the workplace was not. From exposed hanging wires to overheating. Yeah, people really have, they have to know the, the, the warehouses and the factories. They have to go there or fly there and they have to intimately know the factories. If not, probably not going to work. And that's not for me, that's just from watching other people who are into, into that business. The factory was extremely unsafe. It felt like a ticking time bomb. Unexpectedly, as I was walking around the factory, a red-hot shard of metal flew out from the yeah, machine. Yeah, I get, get the point. Rock. But if you're growing as a business, you should gradually aim to take control of all aspects of that business. Number two, being a YouTuber is what all the kids want to do nowadays. Earning thousands for simply sitting in front of a camera, discussing your passions, and accumulating millions of fans. This sounds like an ideal side hustle. But it's not as easy as it seems. I started my channel not to make money. I definitely agree with this because there are some YouTubers I know that they have 100,000 subscribers and they're not sending them to anything. And there are, alternatively, there's some people that, like they have to combine the, if you're raising money for an investment, for example, uh, you know, you have to find a way to funnel people to something or a product like we do, a service like we do, you know, so you have to funnel people to it. So even if you have a few subscribers, like just 5K to 10K subscribers, and you send them to an investment, if you're illegally able to do that, or you send them to a product, that, that can make millions. Whereas there's some people I know, they have 1 million subscribers, or more like 200,000 subscribers to 100,000 subscribers, and they're actually not making even $2,000 a month from it. Uh, you know, because they have no way of monetizing it, or they attract the wrong audience. But as a passion project with my son, we didn't get monetized or accept any sponsors until we've been filming videos for years. A significant portion of our personal funds went into building studio sets and traveling to improve our videos. If we'd have started this as a side hustle, it wouldn't have made any sense and probably lost us a lot of money. The reality is success on YouTube is not guaranteed and competition continues to grow daily. Achieving what's seen as overnight success usually takes five to seven years of hard work and determination. Does this mean I don't believe in you and you shouldn't start a YouTube channel? No. I'm simply suggesting that if you're seeking a quick and easy way to earn money, YouTube may not be the best choice. If you're truly passionate about it and you would do it even without pay, then I wish you all the best. However, it doesn't qualify as a side hustle. Number one is, of course, multi-level marketing. We've all encountered a friend. Yeah, I think multi-level marketing is always a waste of time. No exception except for the top 0.001% like Ed Milet. But yeah, I'd stay away from this uh, like uh, a plague. ...to have started their own business, but actually, all they're doing is acting as a sales agent for a big... M All right, so I mean, we, we pretty much watched the whole video. So at the end of the day, like, I think this is the first time I'm watching this guy. I think he's brilliant and um, I'm agreeing with all, everything he says. The only thing is, notice that for every point, he always has a counterexample because some of these things, you want to have context around it. Uh, so, I mean, with this, you know, hopefully this has been a good reaction. If you want to learn about what we do, just make sure you head to raises.com and learn more.